Happy Thursday, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, uh, with you here. Husker Online. We got some new cups. We made some Husker Online Yeti coffee cups. And is that a uh, coffee cup? Don't you call that something else? Like a what do you call it? There Sean? is coffee in there, by the way, not a margarita. Yeah, <laughs> not at 11 a.m. on um, Thursday. But uh, welcome to Husker Online headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. Boy, a lot to get to here as uh, we go through. God. Um, a, what's starting off to be a, a pretty eventful fun off season uh, with lots of discussion points. And um, let's start at headline number one, our first uh, discussion point. But before I get to that, make sure you like, follow, subscribe to us here on the Husker Online YouTube page. Uh, we also got a great special for Husker Online YouTube viewers. Um, get two months of access to Husker Online for $1. Two months for $1. You got to use promo code NU1 to take advantage of that promo, Steve Sipple. Um, but let's get into headline number one. Mm -hmm. Matt Rule sheds some light on the plan for the quarterback position. And you know, we talked to Matt Rule uh, almost 40 minutes on Wednesday, kind of breaking down a lot of different topics uh, in the offseason. But the quarterback and the transfer portal is a big one. And look, Matt Rule made no bones about it. They are going to shop and look in the portal for a quarterback but it's got to be the right guy. It's got to be the right fit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of price tags attached to some of these quarterbacks now that two years ago, three years ago, I think when Casey Thompson was in the portal, there was NIL elements to it, but think where it's at now compared to say two years ago when Nebraska brought in Casey Thompson from Texas. Well, yeah. And Matt rule made some, some kind of waves nationally yesterday when he said, the very top level quarterbacks command 1 million, 1.5 million to $2 million. That, that took off nationally. It doesn't mean that's what Nebraska is going to pay. Um, but if you go, yeah, if you go get a top level quarterback from a power five program, top level, meaning maybe not even a starter, maybe a guy who was highly recruited. Will Howard. Yeah. Highly recruited and then had a good career. Yeah, you're gonna pay six figures no matter what. Nebraska will pay it. They'll pay it. I don't. I don't know that Nebraska could even land someone worth two point five million dollars right now. I don't, and I don't know if they'd pay it. It probably depends on who it is. Because and if there is somebody of that caliber with that market value, mm -hmm. there's going to be multiple suitors. Then at that point, you decide who. It's not about the money. At that point, the money's there. The money's there. You, you, you just can decide if you want to pay it. Then, then you, well, for the, the player making the decision, the player has multiple offers within the ballpark of the, the market. Then they decide who's the best place to go to. Yeah. And that, and the, and the place, if it's Nebraska, has to decide if they're willing to participate in that. I'll, I'll call it a market. If they will, if they, that particular market, they, they might not. They might not. And I, mean, I got the sense yesterday, Matt Rule, they want to keep developing Heinrich Harburg and Chubba Purdy in this program. And he did say that they don't want to just get a guy that automatically puts both those kids in the portal. Because I think that's that's your fear. You go out and get somebody that you don't even know is going to work. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Harburg and Purdy are out of here. It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's really tricky. It's, it's a really, really um, delicate discussion. It um, is. It's hard for coaches all over the country. It's hard to keep a stocked quarterback room now because kids are, if it's not, and not, not all kids, but there's a lot of kids 
that are just looking at it like if the situation is unfavorable, I'll go somewhere else. All you got to do is look at the stats that ESPN flashed across its ticker yesterday that where 55% in that range, 50 plus percent of the starting quarterbacks in the FBS this year were transfers. 50%. That's up. That's up dramatically from 2022, Sean. Double. Double where it was. Think about Bo Nix. Like, he was an Auburn legacy. Yeah. And he's got a chance to win the Heisman now at, at Auburn. At Oregon. Or, 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 at Oregon. Right. And Michael Penix was at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know he, he battled injuries, but goes out to Washington. He could win the Heisman. I mean, it's... Um, that's the world. And, 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 and rule, just to be clear, we really have to choose our words carefully when we talk about this, Sean, because it's business. And we're portraying another business that's still pretty new, right? Nebraska's NIL operation. We re- You really have to be in our shoes. My, you just have to choose your words carefully and not misrepresent the situation. I think what we can say is that Nebraska is obviously open to going into portal for a QB. They are, they're willing to spend a, a certain amount. I don't know what that amount is. Um, they're also pretty clearly hoping that Harburg and Chuba stay around. Sims, Jeff, Rule talked about in the past tense for part of his for part of his response to the a very good question was what did you learn from the portal recruitment of Jeff Sims? And in that answer, it really sounded like they're moving on. It sounded like that. But what if Jeff Sims just Decides to stay stay and have a reduced agreement with his NIL because obviously his name, image, and likeness value is not the same mm-hmm. as it was the year before. Mm-hmm. And what if he just says, I'm going to stay here? Because he likes it. And because what kind of suitors would Jeff Sims have? Not not many. With NIL, I don't think. With NIL. Yeah. Or, yeah, what kind of transfer options would he have? Because he could transfer because we think he's graduating in December. So he would be free to transfer and play immediately. Now, Sean, again, we could be wrong. It's possible he'd have a list of possibilities to go to. I don't I, think he had a list of possibilities out of Georgia Tech. I know. I don't know about that. Well, I'm just going off of what I heard from. He had maybe one or two other people on him, but nobody. It would. I mean, that stopped I'm, the presses. No, I would just say, listen, let's just let's just be real about this. He threw six interceptions in 47 attempts this year. Six interceptions in 47 attempts. That's remarkable futility. I mean, in the history of football, that's yeah. If you look at thousands of quarterbacks in college, you won't find that kind of ratio. This is back to the point. I think what Rule would love to find is a really, really talented younger quarterback. Yes. That is leaving his school for situations and circumstances out of their control whether it was a coaching change or maybe another veteran quarterback or two is still there and mm-hmm. they're trying to find somewhere else. And they, they know that this guy's good, but for whatever reason, the situation he's in is not going to work out. Didn't work out. Then you bring that guy here and you keep Chuba, you keep Heinrich and you keep this new guy and you have a true battle. That was the one thing about last spring mm-hmm. that never happened because of the injury to Casey Thompson, because mm-hmm. of the injury to Logan Smothers. And I believe Chubba Purdy, I don't know if he battled a few things. No, but, he didn't practice in the spring, Sean. So Chubba was out in the yeah. spring. So there, there was no battle on the spring ball. And there were six scholarship quarterbacks on the roster 
and there was nobody to push Jeff Sims. No, nobody. So, so I think, yeah, I do think they'll set it up differently. Now, again, this is all fluid and we don't know yet. The portal officially opens December 4th. There is a, there is a situation that exists that would be similar to what occurred at Nebraska last spring. And that is if Nebraska goes in and gets a high profile former starter at a power five school, then it might, it might be similar, but I don't envision that. I don't. Well, the, I then don't, at that point, who, who do, do those guys stay? Yeah, those guys mean Harburg and Purdy. Because Purdy, Purdy graduates Purdy. in December. He's right. eligible to go back in right. the portal. Yeah, you're right. That's a good question. And obviously, Harburg, um, he went five and what? Did he go five and one? Uh, he started eight or, The games. Michigan game. Yeah. The Michigan game. Yeah. He, he, he lost, started eight games. He lost the Maryland game. So he went five and three. Yeah, five and three. Five and three as a starter. Right. So <laughs> he got him all five wins. So I, it, it's, I don't think it'll end up being complicated. I think they'll get Harburg and Purdy to stay. Maybe Sims stays. I don't know what 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 kind of role that would be. Um, and then they go get a guy. They go get a, at least a, a guy and maybe two. You're listening here to uh, Husker Online Headlines. Before we get into headline number two, Husker Online Headlines brought to you by Omaha Steaks, and they've got a great special going on. Not only right now do they have 50% off site-wide, by using promo code HUSKER, we're going to give you another $30 off your order. And Steve, who doesn't love steaks for Christmas? You um, get, you get a I do. You I get a them. box of bacon-wrapped filets. Jeez. Like, honestly, like, if I talk to my mom or dad, I'm like, just give me a box of steaks. Like, like as a grown man, I mean, that is the perfect gift to give somebody. And it, They have more than steaks, though, too. They have chicken, uh, pork items. Um, lots of side items, lots of dessert items. Omaha Steaks is an unbelievable Nebraska-based company that's worldwide, and they've got a um, great, great special right now, 50% off right now, site-wide. Simply use promo code HUSKER at checkout, and you will get $30 off your order um, at Omaha Steaks. So uh, take advantage of that. Get the Christmas shopping done Get some Omaha steaks for your employees, your friends. Yeah, your 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 parents. Your parents. I mean, once again, like somebody who does not want a box of steaks. Well, dudes, I mean, I, I you can't go wrong, really. It's a great gift. It's a great gift to give, and it's a great gift to get. And maybe while you're getting gifts for other people, you just sneak yourself a box, Sean. Well, think about just that. Get deal. your own box. Fifty percent off. And then the promo code Husker gets you thirty more dollars off. So you're gonna get like a freezer full of meat. For 120 bucks, try go to, try to go to Hy-Vee and do that. It ain't happening. All right, we just lost our we partnership just lost our Hy-Vee Hy-Vee. sponsor, but that's um, fine. but we got Omaha Steaks. All right, let's get into headline number two. What to make of the speculation of Tony White? Mm-hmm. It's silly season, Steve Sipple. It's mm-hmm. silly. You wake up. Uh, we talked last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, people at USC were ready to have a press conference to hire Tony White mm-hmm. this morning. They were still ready. Then an hour later, all of a sudden, it's not happening. That's the type of year we're in right now. Silly season. Lot, lots of rumors, lots of speculation. We know Tony White is not going to get the Syracuse head coach job. That's going to Fran Brown, a Matt Rule disciple. We know he's not going to get the head coach job at San Diego State. That's going to Sean Lewis, the Colorado offensive coordinator. But the USC defensive coordinator job, White's name began to emerge. Uh, but at least as of show taping, it seems like that's already cooled off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Um, 
I guess we've, we've had this discussion off air. I don't regard it as a slam dunk that he would even take the job. Um, it's not, their defense was abysmal this year. I watched, you know, Sean, we were in, um, I, we were at Michigan state for a early game. It was an 11 a.m. kickoff. Right. And I watched Washington just go up and down the field against that defense. And, and I know what you'll say. And some people say it to me, Oh, sit, but, USC has talent. No, they they didn't, they didn't have great talent. They had some four star guys that were pretty good. A lot of mercenaries. A lot of yeah. Paid they had some mer- tran- they had transfer some transfers that just weren't very good. Which is what Matt Rule doesn't want to do. Right. He doesn't want to build a, a a team of mercenaries. Yeah, I don't want to hear people say sip, but USC has talent. I didn't see it. They had some guys. Well, I mean, to put it this way: Nebraska's defense is better than USC's, and it will be better than USC's this coming year. I guess. He lived, Tony lived in California for a while. He's not oh, a, a long time. He's Over not a native, years. though. He's not a native. He's, so he's, he was born in Key fifth. West, Florida. I mean, he was he 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 lived in El Paso. I mean, I don't I just don't see the slam dunk that everybody sees. Well, he spent okay, he's 40, what, 46? 44. 44. And he spent over 20 years of his coaching career, playing career on the West Coast. Um, you go back to his playing time at UCLA, four years. Mm-hmm. He coached at UCLA for a year. Yeah, he was right, at, the, USC's arch rival. He was at San Diego State for nine years. Mm-hmm. And then he was at Arizona State, I believe, for three or four years. So he does have a track record on the West. And yeah. I do think what he did at Nebraska got people's attention. They went from 100th nationally to 14th. Oh, for sure it got people's attention. I just don't understand why it's a – automatic that he would leave Nebraska for USC. I don't regard it that way. And it's not happening. I mean, I think people created this fantasy almost like the fishbowl. We don't know, Sean, we can't sit here and say, we know he interviewed for that job. I don't think he did. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of weird to me how, how this stuff goes. I, I don't know that he interviewed for the job. So Tony Gibson of NC State is now the name being talked about there. I mean, t- Tony White had about a 24-hour shelf life. Now Tony Gibson has moved on. And, and the um, the thought, at least from the insiders and r- people on our USC uh, on three pages, that an announcement is supposed to be made there um, during or before the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. What I'm telling you is he Tony's got a good situation at Nebraska. He has stability. And by the way, his entire defensive line's coming back, except for Blaze Gunnerson. Um, they're almost the entire three deep up front is back. There's a lot. They have 16 returning guys from the two deep. That's he's in a great situation. He's going to get a raise, right? I mean, you, you almost that we don't know that officially, but wouldn't you expect he's in, in for a raise? Oh, no question. I mean, I, I think, and maybe that's what this is as much about. I mean. Tony White has representation. I'm pretty sure, sure of that. Um, he's on a three-year, $1 million contract. Pretty good, yeah. Um, so he gets $3 million guaranteed. As a coach, your shelf life in this business is not long. Get all so, you can. You, know, you look at Satterfield's a three-year, $4.2 million guarantee. So can how, how much closer to Satterfield's salary will White be? I think that's the question. I think he should be on, I think he should be on par with it. 
Satterfield's one four, White's one point oh. Alex Grinch, by the way, the USC defensive coordinator, made one point eight. Now that's not verified all the way because their contracts aren't made public. But the highest paid coordinators in the game of college football make two million. Yeah, I don't one point eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna spend other people's money. No. I don't want to do that. But, but Tony White does. I would say after this year would deserve to make something commensurate with Satterfield. And I would four. hope Trev Alberts, who just got a pretty new eight-year contract himself, recognizes the importance. He does. Of course he does. And, and, and he's a defensive guy. So I, I do think Trev Alberts will understand, like, yeah, we got to take care of Tony White. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Rule is way un- well well under his pool number, too. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go, Sean. I And let's face it. Nebraska is a prestigious institution, as is USC. But Nebraska's Nebraska's prestige doesn't. I wouldn't say it takes a back seat to USC. I wouldn't. I mean, USC shot seven and five this year. Well, their stadium was empty at the end of the year. Right. Tony's got a good deal at Nebraska. So I'm not – no, listen, if a head coaching job comes along, the conversation changes. But making a move to USC, I just didn't see it as like, oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. He's got to go. I I do not see it that way. Think how many good coaches have failed at USC since Pete Carroll. Absolutely. I mean, Lane Kiffin. Pretty mm-hmm. good coach failed. Mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian proven to be a pretty good coach. He failed. Yep. Um, what's the guy that's at Georgia Southern? Um, um, Troy Helton. Uh, yeah, Cl- Todd Helton. Ty- yeah, Clay Helton. Helton. Clay Helton. <laughs> <laughs> a, B, or C? Yeah, Helton. <laughs> Clay Helton. Helton. Just say Helton. He was a good coach, but he wasn't sexy enough. No, he was too. He had a good record. Yeah, he was just not cool enough. And no, I Lincoln Riley's cool. He get he's he's this he hip is. offensive whisperer for the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But Alex Grinch was a pretty damn good defensive coordinator. Just got fired from there. I, I guess he was good. That I'm telling you, the defense was lousy. I mean, it was lousy defense. I don't. I wish I had the number where they ranked, but it was bad. When you play a style of offense that's, like that's another thing. Like, I mean, like he plays, it's he hard get, to have good defenses. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't get any help. But Grinch really, really. It was rough. I mean, I saw it firsthand. I'm not speculating. They had a lot of trouble against Washington. I mean, they had a, now a lot of people do, but not everybody has that kind of trouble. Washington was scoring virtually at will. Now I want to um, hit on a few other staff notes because we don't really know yeah. a couple other things that could happen. Matt Rule on Wednesday did not want to go into details on where he was at on like any possible moves on his staff, which tells you. <laughs> He's going to make a few things. It's early, though. It's early. And I mean, he was talking to us five days after the season. But I think the big one is it, it, he tipped his hand a little bit that the plan never was to have um, Satterfield. Satterfield be the quarterback's coach. They wanted Satterfield right. to be tight ends and OC. Right. Interesting. And then they were going to have a quarterback's coach, which we presume it was maybe Jake Peets. He Perhaps. at least was a candidate yeah. for that position. Maybe. But they didn't get the guy they wanted. For that quarterback's role. So then Satterfield coached quarterbacks. They brought in Bob Wager. We don't need to even get into that, but that obviously didn't work out very well. And, and now they have an analyst, um, Josh Martin, coaching the tight ends. They're paying him $150,000 a year. Matt Rule said, hopefully by next year, analysts will be full-time position coaches legally. So you, you can have a Josh Martin still make what he makes, and he can still do the same job. Right. Um, it's not like... But Josh Martin is not under a coach's contract. He's an employee at Nebraska. Yeah, he's a he's an at will employee. So you're just say shift shift Satterfield to tight ends with his OC 
role and hire a quarterbacks coach. That's you got to find like, the right one. That seems like the logical move. Now, if if you find the right one, obviously Pete's name will keep getting mentioned, but won't be. No, don't um, forget that Jeff Nixon, another name to watch. Yeah, Jeff Nixon, Pete's. I, I, I mean, I think Pete's would only come here if, if he was calling the plays. And there are some guys, and I'm not saying Pete's falls under this category. I'm not saying he doesn't. Um, that there are some guys, Sean, that. If they're going to call plays, they want autonomy. They don't want the head coach. Hey, Sean, they don't want the head coach standing on the sideline with, with a play, play sheet. sheet. They, they want to do it. And some guys will rule out a job like where the coach is involved, where the head coach is involved. Now, Pete's isn't I, – I mean, I just don't think Pete's would come to Nebraska to coach quarterback. Jeff that's Nixon it. called plays for rule. Yeah, with Nixon, you got to find somebody that's willing just to – coach quarterbacks now jeff nixon explain the connection because his son will nixon was a former husker at one time but you talked to jeff nixon this summer yeah nixon the, was coached he's coached with rule at carolina and, he and baylor a, yeah he has a high opinion of him. yeah nixon would definitely be a guy that i would think would rule would look at i just don't know what nixon's situation is um, so it's, it is sean i don't want to speculate on guys i don't know I, i'll just say this it's got to be the right guy to do it you just don't bring in a quarterback coach and hope it works. You got to find the right guy. And, and Rule kind of made it feel like, yeah, hiring a staff on the fly when you first get here, it's not easy. I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to tinker with it, right? And, you know, you don't, things don't go the way you want. And not always. And so I think for Matt Rule, he had to put together a year one staff and do a couple things that weren't probably part of his plan. Yeah. And will he, will he get closer to that plan in year two? Yeah, and, and we're having a conversation because Nebraska led the country in turnovers, and the quarterbacks were the impetus to that. The three quarterbacks, it happened over the over, – we've talked about this stuff ad nauseum. We don't need to drive it into the ground. But the quarterbacks, <laughs> Sean, their, their touchdown to interception ratio was 10 to 16. 10 to 16. Okay, their, the, the combined completion percentage was 52%. The touchdown to interception ratio was 10 to 16, 52% completion rate. It's hard to go 500. It's hard to, to win anything of note with those numbers. So that's why we're having a conversation. It's not unfair to Satterfield. I don't think Satterfield would say it's unfair. The one area where you might say it's unfair is the Injuries. personnel wasn't great. Yeah, they didn't have great personnel. So it puts everybody – that's the thing about football. It's, it, it's why it, – I always say it's why it fascinates me so much because there's so much interconnectivity. Yeah, the quarterback struggled, but how much was that? How much of that was because didn't have much to throw well, to? Well, and I told you what, the, the Big Ten Freshman of the Year Award, there were, there were hardly any freshmen that had big years. Well, Nebraska was relying on freshmen yeah. to play at receiver. A receiver, re he relying heavily on them. And by the way, those guys didn't play bad. Well, no, and, and they got better each yeah. week, but – this league, especially with 24-year-old yeah. players now, yeah, it's not a league for 18-year-olds. It's not. It's not. You watch the games. We watch every game, every single play, and it's astounding to me. They're men. When a, yeah, a team like Northwestern comes in here with no young guys on defense, and then Purdue comes in here, and you're like, man, these teams aren't even very good. Purdue's a four-win team, and look at how they hit you. Look at the hit. The hits they put on Heinrich that day. It's, it's largely why Heinrich was ineffective going forward. 
because he was getting his teeth rattled. Yeah. I mean, it was cold that day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you're 100% right. You don't, you're not, it's not a freshman league. Now people are going to say, well, what about this freshman? Yeah. There's always outliers. There's always outliers, but tough to play. But this year, if you look at the history of the big 10, one of the least like we've never seen this few of freshmen have like big roles. Yeah. And that's red shirt freshmen too, not just true freshmen. Yeah. I mean, the the COVID year is real. It is. It 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 like it, it it's changed rosters. It's changed made them older. And it's and it's same in basketball. I mean, look at Hoiberg's team. Yeah, look at Hoiberg's team. They look like old men. I mean, they, they have that look, which is great. That's what you want. The older, the better, within reason. All right. Um, before we get into headline number three, Husker Online Headlines brought to you by Nuts dot com and really excited about this partnership that we formed here with nuts.com they offer a wide variety of roasted nuts dried fruits sweets pantry staples you name it they even have coffee on their website but mm. um, tons of great items and uh, we're getting a new shipment in friday by the way sip can't get here soon enough uh, Sean. and yeah because honestly they they've sent us like we had like 20 bags and they're gone yeah, it was embarrassing how quickly we went through them. Some of the it was like, embarrassing. The bourbon pecans. Yeah. And like the cashew. Yeah. Some of some of the ones that are the bourbon. There pecans. you go. The bourbon pecans. Yeah, there they are. I mean, those things lasted an hour. Yeah, it was embarrassing. It's almost like Robin and you you guys hung out to make sure you finished them off. <laughs> yeah, but, I was just watching you. I mean, to see what you if you get your big paws in those bags. <laughs> hey, you ripped the bags. <laughs> At least I didn't rip the bag. We've got a great special for Husker Online um, listeners here. Just go to nuts.com slash Husker. I think you should get some of those mini sea salt caramels. We might. I'm, I'm, I ordered like this huge holiday basket and it. It was 50% off because of Black Friday and the promo codes we had. So we're going to have like a pallet of nuts.com delivered to this office by Friday. So get excited, Steve Sipple. Um, um, but all right, well, this will for, be fun. Um, any order over $29, you'll get free shipping if you just go to nuts.com slash husker and you'll get a free gift at purchase. So uh, they'll throw in probably an extra bag of cashews or, or so, a free gift as well. But um, check it out nuts.com. Great, great products, high quality, premium stuff. Great time to stock up the pantry with the holiday season um, coming around. Okay, let's take it, Steve Sipple, and do headline number three why Nebraska fans should expect light transfer portal activity. Mm, interesting. And I'll start first with the numbers. Yes, too. Because you're only allowed 85 scholarship players. We talked about these rosters being older because of the extra COVID year. Mm-hmm. We're still operating in a car that has five seats, but you're trying to you're trying to squeeze a sixth butt in there. And it's hard to do. Yeah. You've been in a lot of cars, Steve Sipple. Probably. I haven't been in that many cars, but go ahead. When you were going. younger. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. you got to squeeze that six person. Yeah. And someone, I mean, and that that's the COVID year in college football. It's a five seat car yeah, you're trying where you're squeeze. trying to get a six person on someone's lap. Yeah. It's, yeah. And and you so love my analogies. That's my COVID that's roster. That's pretty analogy. good analogy. It's not my best. <laughs> that much better. But sometimes they're inappropriate. This one was appropriate. At least. <laughs> but they're, they're, so I did an audit of the numbers based yeah. on their their guys that we think are coming back, okay. possibly coming back. Okay, the guys that have committed, they're roughly around ninety eight guys on scholarship scholarship players, ninety eight to one hundred, and you're allowed eighty five. And there you go. 
they are still looking at a high school running back, maybe a high school offensive lineman of Xander Rujulari. And then the 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 running back is is uh, Harris. No, the or, kid um, from Boise State. Yeah, we just had him in here. Um, now I'm blanking um, on the name here. Anyway, he's a Boise State. Dylan commit. Riley. Dylan, Dylan Riley. We yeah, had Dylan Riley. In. He's coming back yeah. on um, December 8th. They have okay. two visitors next weekend. Okay. So those two visitors, Alexander uh, Rujolari and Dylan Riley, both will be here again. But then the portal conversation. Like Matt Rule said this last year. They took 12 scholarship portal guys. He goes, don't ever expect us to do that again. 12, and, which is a reasonable number, by the way. Not unreasonable. But I, I think he would rather get his own guys that he identifies with the metrics and the, the, the things that he wants and build them up in the program their way to build the culture that they want versus continuing to bring in mercenaries and and maybe having them jump over the guys you recruit. You don't think that. You know that. That's what he has said. That, that's what they want. He wants he said he said on Wednesday rule that he he wants to do it the old the kind of the hard way, the kind of the old fashioned way. Recruit this is not high a quick school fix. Right. Recruit high school players, build a really good solid foundation and develop those players and then fill in gaps as needed with the transfer portal which is the Georgia way. I mean, the G Georgia does that. You don't see massive turnaround at, uh, at Georgia. I'm not comparing Nebraska to Georgia, but this is what rule, this is how rule wants to do it. It's important that we convey that accurately. He wants to do it. What he says, the hard way, the uh, more of a traditional way I would call three. It. So I, I would anticipate like the norm for a Matt rule roster, all things normal would be three to five portal guys a year tops yep. yeah tops yeah and i i think this year three is probably where i lean it's a really really small number i mean when you think about it yeah but you compared to last year where they've been mm -hmm. the last two years three years as a program mm -hmm. it's been a complete fire drill it has with scott frost like you know fighting to save his job mm -hmm. they just they they were scrambling to pull bodies from the portal yeah, Devin yeah. Drews and and Stefan wins and stop gaps. There was a lot. I mean, they were doing a lot. Twelve's a twelve says a lot. So it's interesting because they had a big big recruiting class of twenty twenty three, right? What was that number? So there's as of right now twenty twenty three twenty seven scholarship freshmen on the roster. Okay, and then this year's class class of twenty twenty four is twenty six. All high school. Yeah, you see what he's doing here. I mean. It's he's laying a foundation with these young guys, and, and they're makes, all not going to make it. No, no, but they never do. I mean, but but I I hope the percentage is higher than it has been. So think about this: there will be over fifty potentially scholarship players on this roster next year that are freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or some of in some of those guys, like four or five of those freshmen actually played more than four games. Yeah, but first and second year players in the program. There will be over 50. And how many true freshmen played this year? 12, right? 12 saw time. So 12 uh, saw time. Um, That's a big number. Yeah, 12 of the 27. Now, that, Sean, that is a big number. Coleman and Lloyd played over over four games. Mm -hmm. um, Van Poppel, Lenhart, Princewell. So there's five. That, that played over four. four in Ovano. So there are six guys that played more than four. And 12 total. 12 total played. Big number. But yeah, it's it, what I what I, it's fascinating, and it's not my job to figure this out. But how are they going to get it to eighty five? 
because you can't you can't just say we're going to put him over to nil it doesn't work like that can you do that to to a certain degree though you can only do it with what so with walk-ons so is that right you can't put a bryce benhart on an nil i don't think so okay i i'm I'm asking um once you're once you're under the framework of a of a scholarship you know you're in i mean okay so so, otherwise everybody in the country with money would just use it to get extra scholarship players exactly that's what i was thinking it might happen but anyway so people understand what i'm talking about not everybody not everybody follows this stuff every day when i say can't they just nil bryce benhart i mean literally just just take him off of scholarship and pay him a the money commensurate to a scholarship or much more well you have to you have to fact when they do that they have to factor in tuition, books, stipend, yeah. plus NIL payment, then figure out what income taxes are yeah. and payroll taxes. Yeah. Deduct that to the I mean, add that to the number so the number equals what it would have been. I mean Okay, and to be clear, that's not happening. Well, it, it can only happen so like walk on Alex Bullock can go back off and he he would be on a situation like that. Okay, because he had been a walk on, right? Right. So walk-ons that go on, they can go on one-year agreements. But anybody that signs a four-year tender, like they're okay, they're in that. Like they're in it. Yeah, it's not. Go. It's not a waiver deal where you can just. It's interesting. So it's very yeah. It were very odd times. There's definitely a lot of um, funny math you have to do to like figure this out. So, so but getting back to the, <laughs> I mean, if I were a fan, I would counsel fans: don't obsess over this topic. It'll work out. It always does. When when does it not? When have you ever seen it? It okay, has to work out. Yeah. When have you ever seen the headline OU or School X? Is it nice? Way o- yeah. It, scholarships will be penalized with a loss or something. I mean, it just never happens. It always works out. I well, wouldn't Matt, spend a lot of time gnashing your teeth over this. Well, Matt Rule um, has until August to do this. It's not like <laughs> they have to be down to 85 <laughs> at Christmas. There's something else that we should mention here. And it's favorable to Nebraska. You don't see a rush of Nebraska guys going into the portal. Why? Because they're well taken care of. NIL. And I mean, NIL and just generally treated well at Nebraska. And there, I mean, there's people on other message boards and talk shows that try to paint this picture that the NIL, the NIL is healthy within the roster and the framework. If it of the weren't team. healthy, there would be more players leaving. There's not an exodus. How many players do you think will jump into the portal off Nebraska's current roster? Estimate three, just a maybe handful of guys yeah, that would handful. make sense. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and I say this, and it could easily still happen, but I don't expect like an Ernest Hausman type thing right mm-hmm. now. You always got to be. You always got to be leery, though. Yeah, because kids leave for sometimes reasons that don't have anything to do with their happiness. It might be some circumstance that's. Could be a girlfriend, could be a family member's sickness, could be but, a lot of different things. But, but the what I'm trying to convey to people, Sean, is you're seeing six year guys come back for a reason. You're seeing Ty Robinson, Ramir Johnson come back for a reason. Why? Because it's a good place. They feel good here. They're not looking to leave. They that the and and as you said, they're getting paid. They're they're making a pretty good living playing. I can I can say that right. They're making a pretty good living playing football for Nebraska. No doubt. And, you know, I think another thing, too, you look at um, 
some of these positions are like defensive back. I mean, there's currently eight true freshman scholarship defensive backs. They signed, and they've got seven more coming in. I think they got a lot. So there, there's going to be, because only Ethan Nation played more than four games, there's going to be 14 scholarship redshirt freshmen and true freshman defensive backs. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen that. I mean, that's more scholarship players than Fred Hoiberg has. Yeah. <laughs> it won. And that's one position. Yeah, one position group, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's When Very you put odd. it in those, I mean, that's yeah. more scholarships than like the softball team has. And we're just right. talking about the secondary. The secondary. So they've got a few numbers crunches, but again, they'll figure it out. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and yeah, freak just, out about no, it. No, there's no reason to. All right, let's before we get to headline number four, Oscar on the headlines brought to you by Home Field Apparel. Uh, you know, when attending these Nebraska games from home, you want to look good, get some new gear, uh, freshen things up. It's basketball season. Uh, we got the volleyball NCAA tournament going up. You got Christmas coming up as well. No better website to check out than Home Field Apparel. Um, all their stuff is so unique and cool. Um, they got a lot of basketball items, uh, volleyball, football, you name it. Um, get a fresh looking set of gear, different than what you're going to find at the bigger box stores around town. Uh, Cause you don't want to have on the same shirt that everyone's wearing in the game. You want to look a little different. You want to look like Steve Sipple. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, I think people get your point. Sean. But you go to homefieldapparel.com, promo code Huskers23. We'll get you 15% off. That's homefieldapparel.com, promo code Huskers23 uh, to take advantage of this special for our Husker Online listeners and viewers. Uh, make sure you check out Homefield Apparel. Thank you again uh, to Homefield. All right, let's get into headline number four. Is Michigan set to steamroll into the college football playoff uh, despite the FBI and the NCAA probes? W what a year it's been for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. I don't I just I don't know what to say sometimes. I, I was so impressed with Michigan and the way they it acquitted itself in the game, the game, which was a, obviously a tough game. Ohio State's Ohio State was really formidable this year. Better defense. They had they had Travion Henderson available. They had a good a good backup running back. But Michigan, Michigan found a way. And they, they enter this thing undefeated. And all, doing this while Harbaugh didn't coach six games. Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, watching the Ohio State game from his home. From his home. Not, not only that, Sean, they lose Zach Zinner in the third quarter. Zach Zinner, as you know, is their All-American guard. And he's he's out for the playoffs. And oh, yeah, he's out. He's, he's several broke, months. broke bones. Broke bones in his leg. He might win the outland. Yeah. So they beat Ohio State without their head coach, the Wolverines, without Zach Zinner. I, I mean, this is I'm a, you have no idea. I don't think because you don't think about it. But if you're an Ohio State fan, this is a long year now because all year you got to listen to this. You lost to Michigan where they didn't have their head coach and they lost their guard, their All American guard. You couldn't beat them then. How much does this remind you of like Osborne versus Switzer? Where like. A lot. Ryan Day is like Osborne. Yeah. And Harbaugh Switzer. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that because Ryan Day is a pretty. I mean, he does, he does pop buy off. the book, but he's a buy the book guy. Pretty focused. Yeah, and, and Harbaugh's kind of loosey goosey and does his thing, you know. And they can't figure it out there. Um, they're a real. I mean, 
they might be the second or third best team in the country, but they're not going to get a chance. You're right. They're not going to get a chance. No, they're not going to. They should have beat Georgia last year in the playoffs. No, they're this close. They're just so close this year. This year, I just don't think Kyle McCord was ready to go to Ann Arbor and win a game. The Ohio State quarterback. I said that going in. What do you do? Through an early interception, it really hurt him. And a late pick. And then a late pick. I just don't think they had the quarterback that was ready to go win in Ann Arbor, but he wasn't far away. That was a close game. I will tell you one thing, Sean. I hope as long as I work for you, you'll always make sure I'm able to watch this game. It is the, it is the sporting event on the calendar that I enjoy more than anything. It's the closest thing to probably what you grew up with in Nebraska-Oklahoma. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I mean, it's I watched the game twice. I You're watched right. it live, and I watched it y- yesterday. I mean, I it's it's an incredible thing to watch. I love that it's an eleven fifteen kickoff. Yeah, I do too. Because then you have your, I mean, you still kind of have a day. Like two thirty is a great kickoff time. Don't get me wrong, but I love that it was an eleven fifteen kick. It was just perfect. Yeah, it's so yeah. Michigan, hey, they're gonna be really t- tough to deal with for anybody. I, anybody that you know, if they would, for instance, play Washington, I'd love, I'd love Michigan to beat Washington. Because I don't think that Washington could hold up to Michigan's physicality, Sean. Florida State, it's kind of the same thing. It's looking like Michigan versus the Pac-12 champion is going to be the two-three game, two-three game, which would be the which would be which would be kind of the last true Rose Bowl. It would be beautiful if it were Michigan, Michigan, Oregon, Michigan, Oregon, in a a true Rose Bowl. Yeah, and it would be a bloodbath because Oregon's not typical Pac-12. They are. They are. Oregon will come into the Big Ten ready to roll, ready to flex. They are tough in the trenches. So you think Oregon would beat Michigan? I just think it would be tougher. I just think it would be a much tougher game for Michigan than Washington. Would. And then Georgia, if they beat Alabama, they're going to probably play. That, that's the if Florida State wins. Probably Florida. State. Probably Florida State. If not, if Florida State were to beat Louisville in the ACC championship game. So then, if what? Would Texas, you think, if Florida State loses to Louisville and Texas wins, does Texas jump in the four spot because of their win over Alabama? Or would Ohio State still be in the discussion? There's a question. There's a question. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time seeing the committee putting two from one conference in this year when, when you it's don't have so to. balanced. Yeah, when you don't have to. It's a great question, though. Ohio State was a hair from beating Michigan and Ann Arbor. Wasn't and, that- and a year ago, they almost beat Georgia. I know. Ohio State's good. I mean, they have the best player in the, in the country, in my opinion. I you can go to the quarterback Bo Nix or Penix or or the kid at LSU. The quarterback. There's the playoff poll right now. So, yeah, you'll get that real Rose Bowl: Michigan, Washington, or maybe Michigan, Oregon. Then Georgia, Florida State, or Georgia, maybe Ohio State, maybe yeah. Texas. I wonder what Pac-12 fans would would think of me saying that Oregon would be a much more difficult test for Michigan than Washington. I just I, I, the reason I say it is because Oregon's good up. They're really good up front on both sides. They're tough. It's Dan Lanning has kind of created a Big Ten team in the Pac-12. It's they're really physical. I watched Washington against USC. They 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 steamrolled them, but USC scored on Washington pretty easily. Washington's not. They just they don't look as physical to me as Oregon does. But this the one other thing I'd say is this would be the year for a twelve team playoff. Are you this watch, would be the year. Are you going to watch? Now, does Iowa have a chance to muck this up a little bit? No. It, it, will, get, it will be over in the first. Thir- They'll get quarter. suffocated. I don't know that it'll be 35 to three or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a like a 70 to 
three game, but I I just think Michigan will suffocate them. They'll suffoc Michigan's defense. Oh, Michigan's defense will suffocate that offense. Well, Deegan Hill. The thing that the the if I were a Nebraska fan, what I'd what I'd really study about Michigan is how deep they are in the defensive line. Sean, big men. I'm talking about interior D line. They're 12 deep. They're 12 deep. I mean, I was watching them play Maryland, and I was watching this guy named Good, G-O-O-D-E, and I thought, man, that guy's good. He didn't even play against Ohio State. I mean, they bring – they didn't – they just they just bring waves of big well, men. And it, that's why it was – when you did all-conference voting, like to, to Michigan guys are hard. Because they, because they, they don't have stats. They, did, they, they kept their play counts down. Right. I mean, so their deep. starters, when you go back, they probably played half the stat uh, snaps as not this year's Nebraska, but say last year's Nebraska. They have to play them all. Because they dominate. They dominate, and also up front, they're rolling waves of guys in. So they don't get a chance to and build stats. That, in, in the prime of Nebraska in the 90s, that was Nebraska. Mm. They only had to One play their starters two and a half quarters. Yeah, and they were deep. And then what happens? Your second and third team gets pretty good. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it just builds on itself. Where Nebraska can't ever play a second unit. Right. Like, so, right. It's so hard. Right. Now, be careful there because Nebraska did, they did a lot of substitution, especially early in the season. Oh, I'm talking like when you go full twos. Yeah. Like, you don't see that. Yeah. You don't, I mean, it's just really hard yeah. uh, where the program's at. All right. Uh, let's take it to our final headline. Headline number five. We're going to move over to basketball. Nebraska hoops looks to grab some attention. Uh, they'll take on Creighton 7 and 0, Nebraska. Uh, Creighton has a loss right now to Colorado State. The Blue Jays come in ranked. Uh, the Huskers are trying to get their first back-to-back -back wins over the Blue Jays since the late 90s. Is that right? And they'll have a good chance. I mean, Nebraska's a veteran team that, I mean, let's face it, Nebraska beat Creighton last year, as you just mentioned. I just like, you know, first of all, it's going to be a really intense crowd. Intense home home court i'll call it an advantage for nebraska creighton creighton does have that loss to colorado state where they got they got pushed around and sean they weren't in the game i was listening to it on the radio because i was driving around on thanksgiving and they were down big at half and i thought okay i'm gonna listen to this game in the second half and just see how close creighton gets they never got close to colorado no state. i watched it and yeah my family so my sister they go to creighton games uh, my dad had tickets my dad had basketball tickets to both creighton and nebraska mm -hmm. so he goes to both of my they they get so they get they get into watching those games too and I mean it's it's a weird divide Omaha is a Creighton basketball really town. weird not even I mean like now the people that went to UNL that live in Omaha they're obviously Husker fans but if you did not attend the University of Nebraska and you live in Omaha mm -hmm. odds are you're cheering for Creighton probably so Nebraska why was why would Nebraska have a chance because they they're so balanced they're older now. Um, they're, they're going to be tough to guard. What probably it comes down to is partly how well they handle Kalkbrenner inside. Fred was concerned about how many second chance opportunities Cal State Fullerton was getting on Sunday. And, and you know, it kind of comes down to how well Nebraska defends. They, they've defended pretty well most of the year. I like this Nebraska team because we, I said they're older. As you mentioned, they're older. But also, I really like the variety of scoring options. They have a lot of shooters. They have got a lot of guys that can score. And this is the kind Four of or five guys that where Casey Creighton's not an elite defense. No, they're team. not. So like Casey could get loose. Could go off. Yeah, he could go off. And he's. Not, but here's the good thing for Nebraska: he doesn't have to. 
Bryce Williams can lead the team with 17 to 19 points. Rink Mask can lead the team like that. They have in case they could case they could do it. Yeah, Lawrence. I mean, Jamarcus Lawrence is their point guard, and he's they're counting on him to run the show. But they have these scoring options that they they have the depth and scoring options that Fred hasn't had. He hasn't had it. He hasn't had the depth at like this at all. And they're calling it. Is it a red out kind of a yeah. no sit Sunday type deal? Yeah, it'll be like that. I mean, I don't know what they're calling it, but you know how it's going to be over there. Um, right over here it will be i mean it, and it, let me tell you they'll they'll be creating fans in there oh but yeah it's it's hard to get tickets yeah it's wild like nebraska basketball lower bowl tickets are next to impossible to get your hands on as a season ticket holder um yeah. you know so you, you'll have to pay a premium on on the secondary market i'd imagine you'll see a lot of blue up in those 300s in the top yeah. you know and it'll be loud Creighton does not – I don't think they have the point guard they had the last time they came in here and won, which was Ryan Nemhart. He's gone. Um, Nemhart, if you remember, Sean, I'm sure you were at the game, controlled the second half of the game. Um, he, he, was a, he was It was a virtuoso performance by Nemhart, I thought, from the point guard position. He controlled the tempo. He controlled the game. He didn't necessarily score a lot, but I was always struck by that. I don't know if they have the point guard to do that. But Nebraska doesn't – I mean, Nebraska's – Point guard situation with Ulis. He's not playing right. So they have Jamarcus Lawrence playing point guard for the first time, and it's been pretty good. I mean, he hasn't turned the ball over in the last three games, I don't think. But Mac is a phenomenal coach. Oh, God, he's a good coach. Yeah, they, they have their system. I imagine this will be this game will be very tight, and I would say almost too close to call. I mean, it's I think it's gonna be that type of game. Yeah, it's gonna be a great Sunday down here. And you know, oh my what, God. what a weekend. You got Nebraska volleyball in the NCAA tournament yep. Friday, Saturday. Yep. You got Nebraska basketball versus Creighton big. on Sunday. Yeah, so big. Um, a lot to keep engaged with. And and check out huskarline.com. We'll have great coverage of volleyball um by Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year finalist Abby Barmore, along with Steve Sipple, by the yeah. way, both final. Congratulations. Sip. Yeah, how about Abby? God Abby, though, her. finalist for sports writer of the year. Uh, follow her work. She covers Nebraska volleyball for us and does an outstanding job. And then Robin, who does his Rob, he, he's the dean, the veteran of Nebraska basketball beat writers. Um, he's plugged in more than anybody, let's just say. It. He will have elite coverage, and you'll, you'll be tagging along with Robin. Won't yeah, you? I think I'll be with Rob. Yeah, I'll definitely be at the game. I'll definitely be at the game. It's like during football season, Robin stays out of our way, but mm -hmm. during basketball season, we stay out of Robin's way. Yeah, and I, I'll go. I don't, you know, the, Robin writes a lot. I don't know that I'd rip a column off right afterwards, but I need to see it because I'm going to be writing columns about them as we go, you know, because I think Nebraska's going to be pretty good, Sean. I think it's a team that, that can sustain and be a team that, that is on the bubble and maybe makes the NCAA tournament. If I do. I, could, I think if that's they what they win this game. They could be ranked next week. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's what it means. Yeah. They're, they're going to, I think we're in for an exciting winner. And then Michigan state comes into town. Right, they jump Very, in. They have that little no, Minnesota. They have Minnesota. Well, the Minnesota on the road, then yeah. Michigan State on Sunday. Okay, and that's that'll be big too. Michigan State. Last I checked, they're three and three. Now maybe they've played since then, but they, they're not. They're not off to a good start. All right. Well, check out huskarline.com. Once again, we got a great special um, for our YouTube viewers and listeners. Promo code NU1. You'll get two months for one dollar. That's two months for one dollar. Use promo code NU1 to get all the great coverage on HuskerOnline.com. Thanks for joining us on Husker Online Headlines. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan. Uh, we'll see you next week.